0: I'm Kate Daniels. I'm in awe of Holly Tucci. I know a bit about her health story, and you are soon to find out about her strength, her positive attitude, and her determination. Because of a congenital heart condition, Holly couldn't start out just leading a healthy life. There were some special major things that had to occur to allow her to live a healthy life, and Holly is here to let us know about her life And from this, I feel we can't help but want to say yes to supporting the big walk she's going to invite us to. Holly Tucci, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning, Kate. Thank you for having me. I am just so appreciative of your being available, not just to be here, but the story that you have to share and Mm -hmm. also an important, huge invitation, uh, because here we are talking about that big, big issue, that big health condition of heart disease. Yes. And you, let's start off actually with the fact that you have a very big, important story, a personal story connected to heart disease and thus the Heart Association.
1: Yes, very much so. I was, um, so I have congenital heart disease. And so that's something where when it's congenital, it means you're born with it. And I was born with complete heart block And that uh, specifically impacts the electricity of the heart. And it meant that my heart was going around 20 to 30 beats per minute at resting. And so that led me to, at the age of nine, getting my first pacemaker. And since then, you know, going through an iteration of now onto, I think, my eighth device, it seems a little silly that sometimes I lose track of it, <laughs> but nonetheless, that's become part of, of what my daily life is and what I often refer to as the way of bionic living yes. when you depend on a device
0: like that, but that's that's how it began. But even losing track, it seems to me there's a good part to it. It's like, oh yeah, it's just so natural. Thank God that right. it's a natural thing that is available to us now because obviously, I mean, baseline, it's the difference between life and death, right?
1: It absolutely is. And that's something that I'm just so grateful for because I know that with organizations like American Heart Association, it's their funding for the research that make these things happen. If I was born 20 years earlier I wouldn't be having the same conversation. It would be completely different because I wouldn't have been able to have had a pacemaker. It wasn't created at that time. There was not the person or the doctor or the researcher that came up with the idea for a pacemaker and how it was utilized when I was younger at the age of nine. I mean, even going through the airport and people thinking there's no way you have a pacemaker because it was assumed that it was for older adults that had heart issues. But for me, it was my life changer. It completely changed the way that I went about living and my energy levels and my overall health and the way that I was able to go day to day.
0: So help us to understand and see what was going on for you at age nine that then led you to the doctors that then gave you your first pacemaker.
1: Absolutely. So it wasn't diagnosed until it was within 24 hours of when I was born. And the cardiologist met with my parents, let them know what was happening. And at that point, they said, well, you know, we'll just need to keep an eye on her and see how things go. And so I saw a cardiologist my entire life and have seen a cardiologist since I was born. And with that, as they were having these conversations with my mom and dad, by the time she's age 12 is when she'll probably need a pacemaker. So, I grew up doing, you know, I, I love swimming. I danced since the age of four, and I also played softball, started T ball at the age of five. So, just average activities, you know, and then of course, there was always the, you know, the things in PE at school and doing activities like wall ball and handball and, and whatnot. But I got to a point where I was noticing how tired I was. And I was so tired of being tired, I was tired of getting home and being exhausted. I was tired of just doing regular activities as a kid and not having the energy to do it. Even eating sometimes would just completely wear me out. I was just getting so tired. So by the time I was nine is when I I just turned to my mom and I said, I'm ready, I need this to happen now because I don't wanna keep on being tired. I want to be able to be able to have the energy to do the things I want to do, and I don't want to wait a couple more years just because they said, on average, wait till you're 12 years old. So that's when I wrote a letter to my cardiologist, and I said, I'm ready. I want to do this now. I'm tired of being tired. Can we do this? And then that's where it translated into April of 1988, having that very first surgery, very first pacemaker implanted at Seattle Children's, and it's rolled out from there.
0: So that is really significant for a child that young. I'm thinking nine is is pretty young to be their self-advocate, to be aware enough to say, this isn't working for me. I need to have that solution now. That's amazing. Most definitely.
1: And it's not something that I, at that age, would have seen it that way. But now being a parent of two boys, I think it was significant. And I see in the way that you know, I've got a 13 year old and a four year old and 13 year old, his heart is great and totally fine. Where the four year old, he has the same heart condition as me. So I know in looking out for him. I can see in him what I felt. And it's almost like experiencing this mere reflection of what I went through as a child, seeing it through him, knowing that he's experiencing very similar things.
0: So with this amount of time having passed and you're now on your eighth device, your your eighth pacemaker, do they start children at a younger age with them?
1: You know, it really all depends on how the kids are going about living, like how it impacts them. For my youngest son, Mason, he so far is doing pretty good. He's got a couple other things going on with his heart as well, too, that they're keeping an eye on. And fortunately, we're at the point where we just see his cardiologist once a year. So we're on that wait and see sort of pattern. The idea behind it is to try to wait as long as possible because once you have a device implanted, then there's that maintenance. There's the upkeep. There's the what I experienced that I'm now on my eighth because we did go through recalls. We did go through frayed wires. We did go through multiple issues with some of the devices that happen. It's just a matter of how it is, of when you have a medical device, there's things that it's not always perfect.
0: Right, because it's this mechanical thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So trying to wait as long as we can but at the same time looking at okay what is his quality of living? And and so far he's he's quite the tough nut and he's pretty honry and and he just goes at it. So so far so good, but again we'll we'll continue to keep an eye on him and see how how his living continues.
0: And Holly, does it make a difference you're having the same experience having gone through that as to how you parent him? I don't think it changes how I parent him at all. I mean, it
1: really is the, if anything, I think I might be a little bit more, I don't necessarily want to say hard, but just knowing of I push him. Mm. I do push him because I know that it's not an excuse. I don't let it be an excuse. I didn't let it be an excuse for me of the things that I want to do and I want to go after. And even today, I don't let it be an excuse because it doesn't need to be. I'm fortunate where the device corrects that issue. And it really does not limit me. I mean, there's certain things I, you know, like I won't work with electrical systems. I won't go through a metal detector. But other than that, there's really, really no limit. So I don't let it be an excuse. If anything, it's the, okay, let's show it. You know, let's show people that we can be strong just because we have this thing going on with our bodies that could be considered a disadvantage. It does not have to be.
0: And so what occurs to me is even as you were growing up, your parents, did either of them have this heart condition or something similar? No, oh. nope. this was completely brand new. Some... From way off in space, exactly chose you. yeah. But what was great is that they didn't treat you as this invalid or, you know, we have to be careful with Holly that, you know, she doesn't overdo things. They just let you be a regular kid. For the
1: most part, yeah. I mean, there were times where definitely when my teachers at school would hear that I had a heart condition, they would try to say, oh, oh, let's be careful. And I would do a great big, no, I'm fine. No, really, I'm fine. I got this. I'm fine. And even if I would get tired, it was okay. Just give me a moment to recover and I'd be okay. But there was a little bit of kind of that borderline of not knowing of, you know, should we coddle her or should we just say, no, tough it up, you're okay. It was a little bit of a situational kind of experience.
0: So here we are, though, with having. These devices, this awareness, the cardiologists who know how to respond to all these different conditions, this all comes about because of funds, of, because of the research that's gone on, and all of that really makes its way back here to the American Heart Foundation, right?
1: Absolutely right. Yeah, Absolutely right. I mean, that's, that's how it began. I mean, that's how the funding took place for the device, the pacemaker, to be created decades ago. Because it was just before I was born that the first one came to be. And to think the many iterations that they've gone through and continue to go through. I mean, the idea that they're working on going through testing of the ones that are the leadless device. And just the things that they get smaller and smaller every single time. That the batteries are getting more powerful and lasting longer. I mean, those things make a huge impact. Because we know every every time you have a surgery there's risk. There's absolutely risk involved. I mean, there's risk in our everyday living. But when you need to have surgery, there's a lot of risk that gets involved. And, and that's something that I've experienced where I've got a lot of additional leads and additional junk wires in there right now because it has been too risky to remove them. But I'm also at the point that no new leads can be put in because there's not any more room in the ventricles to do that. So being aware of that and what that looks like. But, yes, it definitely comes and starts with the funding and being able to raise those funds. I mean, this kind of research doesn't take place on its own. It takes place because we have people like you and like me and everyone that's hearing this that actually choose to make a difference, choose to make a donation, choose to be a part of the Heart Walk, choose to be involved, to volunteer because they know it's making a difference. Because every single one of us has a heart. Every single one of us could have this happen and if it doesn't happen to us, we know someone that it's happened to. So whether it's congenital heart disease, whether it's a heart attack, a stroke, these things are happening to our loved ones. They're happening to people that we know and care about. And and that's our responsibility to be there for one another and to do what we can to raise the funds for this research to continue and to
0: keep getting our community healthier. Exactly. And as I've thought about the walks that go on and the fundraising that goes on, I was thinking it's really about family and community on -hmm. this larger scale. You know, it's really um, upon each of us to want to, to choose to be involved and do the walks, choose to make the donations because, uh, well, the one thing that we always know someone, but that is... Exactly the reason, you know, being family, we want to support each other and make life better for each and every one of us. Yes. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. that I mean, beautifully
1: stated that that's exactly what it is. For me and my family, it's become an annual celebration. This is now our 10th year that we're involved in the Heart Walk and so excited that we continue to participate in this because it is something that we honor and celebrate. And it's things that we did it for many years. And then when Mason, my youngest, my four-year-old was born, that changed things even more because it was one thing that it was me and I had gotten accustomed to living the way that I live and doing what I do and knowing what my risks are. But when he was diagnosed, it really changed things. And it even changed things within our family where they thought, okay, it's not just Holly. It's also Mason. Okay, who else? And several people in our family and in our circle of friends have had strokes, have had heart attacks, all within the last few years. And so we know it's not just one person. We're not doing it just for me, just for Mason. It's for our entire community. And to see the way that it impacts, the way it can change people's lives, the increasing the awareness and the knowledge by doing these walks and coming together as a community, it helps us remember that we can honor and celebrate that. We can remember the people that were not fortunate enough to still be with us, but that we can also honor those that are still with us because they are those heart warriors and they were able to still continue to thrive after their incident or if it was congenital heart disease, that they are thriving each day after being diagnosed with this from birth and how they choose to step forward. But that community, the coming together, it's a huge privilege and it's a way to honor what we experience every day, but mostly that community on a bigger scale, not just what what's within our household or in the town that we live in, but a bigger scale that we are all here for one another. And that's how we can make some massive, awesome things happen.
0: Yes. That is so true. And that's why we need to be there, hopefully in person, take part in the walks. And we, I mean, they're happening all over the place, but we are very fortunate. There are a couple of them coming up here pretty soon here in our area.
1: Yes, we've got the one in Tacoma at Cheney Stadium on September 30th. And then the one that my family and I will be at is the one in Seattle. And that's on Saturday, October 14th. So depending on your location and what works best for you or the date, What have you? There's two options in this nearby area. Absolutely. And the
0: October fourteenth takes place at at Seattle Center. Right. Thank you. So rain or shine. Rain or shine. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Let's hope it's shine. But Oh yes, fingers crossed for that. Especially
1: after last year's we had some there was a concern that it might have been canceled because it was such a significant storm and wind that was coming through. But those of us that were there, we we dredged it out, we did it, we were there, umbrellas and raincoats and everything and and it was still an incredible success absolutely See, look, rain or shine that
0: perseverance you know that oh my gosh passion yes. and drive <laughs> right and it's fun because you can uh, gather together a group of friends come with your family as you do you come yeah. with your family and the 10th year holly that is so significant I that know. inspires us
1: i know i love being able to say that it's now been 10 years 10 years that we have done the seattle heart walk Ten years that we have been raising funds and making a difference and being a part of the change that is happening, being a part of improving the health of our community. Because it's not just walking the morning of, it's everything we do to prepare going into that day. It's the tips that we share with one another about being aware of heart health, about knowing what it looks like to do hands-only CPR, about knowing the warning signs for stroke, about knowing that it really does impact Everyone around us, stroke and heart disease are just such rampant killers that we've got to have that increased awareness so that we can drive down the amount that it's impacting.
0: And we would want what we have existing already in the greater Puget Sound area to exist everywhere, meaning looking at the fact that we have the best responders and they say if someone's going to have a heart attack, this is the place to have it, right? Right. Right, That's how great things are here. But it's because we're all involved in supporting that and supporting all the funding and research of the American Heart Foundation.
1: Exactly. And the fact that there is a really high success rate, if you do are to have one with a heart attack in this area, and that's not the case everywhere. We'd love to see that everywhere. We want to see it grow and for that awareness to increase all around. But thankfully, in this area, we do have... You know, great amount of first responders. We've got people that have significant awareness as well as significant involvement. And that shows a lot and says a lot about the community that we live in.
0: Yes. And so to come out and celebrate that, really honor that we've been able to accomplish this and to keep it growing. There's never a time that we can just sit back and say, Okay. We've oh, absolutely not. No. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: do not want to get complacent by this on any means. It's something that we've got to keep up leveling it. We've got to keep pushing forward and doing more, especially with things being in question as far as what funding looks like. It's uncertain as far as what medical care looks like. It's a little bit uncertain right now, a little bit rocky. So now more than ever, we've got to step in and we've got to be a part of making these, these healthy impacts take place.
0: And that's the kind of awareness that comes out of the American Heart Foundation is the healthy eating, for one. Yes. We keep hearing, yes, we need to do it. At the website, we can really look at what are those good foods and really simple recipes to make sure that we have those fundamentals down solid in our family.
1: Absolutely. And it's not just a means of knowing it, but actually putting it into place, implementing it into our daily living, not the, oh, once in a while I'm going to have a heart healthy meal. It's... I mean, for me and my family, it's something that we work on on a daily basis. And of course, sure, we have, our, we have our treats, we have our indulgences, but we try to have that be more the once in a while versus the all the time. It's the, we've got great access to organic vegetables and the farms in our area and ways that we can have local produce, that that is a great way of really updriving a healthy, heart-healthy diet. And it's, again, it's one thing to know it. But it's another thing to practice it and to really, and it does take practice. It's, I mean, even at, you know, being a mom of two and having been born with congenital heart disease, it still takes practice because I don't want to get complacent. And it's been easy to do that. I've had points in my life where I have done that, where I got complacent and I stopped caring. And that led me to gaining significant amount of weight and it wasn't a good thing. So things have really shifted in the last couple of years where we've had to keep it very mindful front and center each and every day, how are we fueling our bodies? Because it really does make a difference, along with all the the stress and how we take that in and, and what our daily practices are. So the American Heart Association has some great tips, great programs on there about activity. A little bit goes a long way each and every day, the way we eat, the way we move, all those good things come into play.
0: And what we allow to come into us, you know, maybe the kind of media that we listen to and watch and, you know, really making wise decisions that way and the amount of it. Absolutely. I mean, that's all another
1: form of consumption. Mm -hmm. So what are we consuming in our brains versus our bodies? And what is our output versus input? Those are all things that definitely play on our overall health for sure.
0: We should mention website. The website where people could readily get this important information if they haven't researched it yet. Oh, my
1: gosh, yes. So uh, AmericanHeartAssociation.org is the site, and that's got a lot of really good information in regards for the walk and getting registered and or making a donation. That is the Puget Sound Heart Walk, and there are the different options for whether it is in Tacoma or Seattle but the big thing to remember is, um, and again, that website is PugetSoundHeartWalk.org. And if for some reason you're not able to be there in person, definitely consider making a donation. And it can, if it can be matched by your company, even better. But be a part of it. I mean, you can consider yourself a virtual walker by making a donation and knowing that you are a part of this community coming together. Thousands of people are going to be coming together on these dates. Thousands of people are coming together to make a difference, to honor and celebrate their loved ones, their community, their family members, the people that they sit next to work at each and every day, knowing that, hey, my coworker had a heart attack last year. Hey, my dad had a stroke last year. Hey, this person is experiencing some heart challenges and is trying to navigate what doctor to go to and needs some help. Where can they go to for help? These are all things that are being made more readily available to us because we're sharing our stories we're talking with one another we're part of this community we're in it together and so definitely check out the pugetsoundheartwalk.org site because it'll lead you to those different tips and and things for improving your life little life hacks for healthy eating and living and moving and then also for getting involved with the heart walk itself
0: Exactly. And as Holly mentioned earlier, there's one coming up this next weekend on the 30th of September. Yes,
1: that's the one at Cheney Stadium in Tacoma on on September 30th, Saturday, September 30th.
0: And that's great if you live kind of in the South Sound area, that might be the easier one. Or maybe the date works out better than into October. Right. It's nice to have the choices. But then again, the one in October is... The one in
1: October is in Seattle Center on Saturday, October 14th. And that just happens to be the one
0: that uh, me and my family will be at. Which is great. And celebrating the 10th anniversary of doing that. I know. Okay. You know what? We need to just get started so we can one day say in 10 years' time, it's our 10th anniversary. right? And that's
1: all it takes is getting started. Or maybe it's even, you know, I like to think about, you know, getting started on, hey, I want to have healthier living starting today. I did that a couple years ago because I knew when I had my last heart surgery, my most recent heart surgery was January of 2015, and I had a near-life death experience. It was something that I knew coming out of it, I needed to do something different, and that's what completely transformed my way of thinking, that I made a commitment to improving my health, and this is me having a pacemaker since the age of nine, having been born with this congenital heart disease. I was morbidly obese. I was overweight. Even doing this heart walk, I was struggling with my health, and I knew I needed to do things for me. And so, two two and a half years ago is when I made that commitment after that heart surgery of, I need to do better, and I knew I could do better. And since then, I've now lost over one hundred and forty pounds. And it has made a world of difference in my daily living, a world of difference in my heart health, a world of difference in just how I feel each and every day. And that was something that started two years ago. So maybe, maybe there's people that are listening, there are thinking, I could start something today because there's no reason to put it off. You can absolutely start anything today. Something as simple as, you know what, I'm going to start drinking more water or, you know what, I'm going to go on a five minute walk. It all starts with a decision to try, a decision to start and to begin and to make it happen for yourself, knowing that you want to be living a good, healthy life.
0: And you just look so amazing. Oh, I'd you. forgotten that I'd actually read that in your bio. So when I first saw you, I thought, this woman is a model. Oh, I mean, oh you could God. be you know, on thank the you. front pages of Vogue and Elle and all that sort of thing because you look fabulous. Oh. You're easily half of who you were then, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I mean, that it still gives me chills because it has been just a little over two years. Like, it's still working into my identity of this is who I am. And that, I feel, is such a good compliment to receive. So thank you. Because I am still getting used to the fact that I'm not that morbidly obese person anymore. I don't have that extra weight anymore. That is completely gone. It's part of who I was. I have learned so much from her and that journey that I was on. And how I got to that place, but then also to where I am now and here.
0: Oh, what an inspiration. So you could see Holly with your own eyes. Okay. <laughs> come out to the Seattle I know. Walk. Please join us. <laughs> yes. Please do join us, whether that's in, in Tacoma
1: on September 30th or in in Seattle at Seattle Center on October 14th. Definitely, please come and join us.
0: It's going to be a blast. Yes, And all of these inspirations, it really is life and death kinds of issues that we are dealing with. This is something that totally affects each and every one of us because heart disease and stroke are just rampant. They're right at the top of the list in our world, sadly. So either we or someone we are really connected to deals with it. So it's up to us to make the choice to be part of the solution and, and get as healthy as we can be and- and really, look as fabulous as Holly does. Oh, thank you, Kate. But honestly, I appreciate you saying, you know, it's making a decision, and within two years, you've made this incredible transformation. Yeah. So that tells us it's possible, it's doable for it's each and every one of us. Totally possible and doable. Yeah. But it does it does take
1: that decision, yeah, within ourselves of what we want and what we see for ourselves. And what we see for for our community and those around us. Because it's not just about us. And for me as a mom, it's not just about me. It's about what I'm showing my boys. It's about the example I'm leading to my husband and to my other community members. And the people that I, I love and care and interact with. It's not just about me.
0: And I am just so grateful for you. For wanting to be so open and honest. And really this champion for helping each of us achieve that in our own lives. You know, this work it's priceless. We can't put a dollar value on it, but our dollars really to move in that direction really are significant. So to make that donation to come out and support the walk, I love the idea of participating in the actual walk though. Yes. Because that allows us to be active. Right? Right? You got it. And uh, see the people in person to be inspired and thus also provide the funds ever important needed funds. For most, research.
1: most definitely. But you're absolutely right. Whether it's walking in person or being able to make a donation to help this research continue, to help our communities to continue to get more and more healthier and well each and every day, for these things to continue to advance and move forward, we definitely need that support. And the donations, every single dollar adds up. And we've got a huge goal of 2.5 million with these walks. And we, I believe it's going to happen. But we absolutely need everyone listening to take part, not to think that it's up to somebody else. It's up to each of us to make a difference. And we get to do that. We get to be part of this this greater community making a difference for one
0: another. Exactly. The website to get registered is? Pugetsoundheartwalk.org. Perfect. So let's all be there, either September 30th or October 14th. Yes, please. Excellent. Holly Tucci, it's just been such a privilege to spend this time with you this morning. Thank you for being with us. And
1: Kate, thank you for having me. Just such an honor to get to meet you and to share stories. Truly, absolutely, with my grateful heart. Thank you for having me.